the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we're talking savings investments in your retirement. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. Coming up on year end, you want to make sure, in some cases, you can only sign up for the for the 401k plan once a year. Uh, now's the time to do that. Our, our philosophy, and one reason we talk about this in the show so much, is is we, we really don't really manage 401k plans per se. We, we our, our main business is retirees. And, and and people coming up in retirement, we work with them. We we have a little plan put together for them for retirement, and uh, and then manage the assets. Uh, we also do that for IRA rollovers and when you roll over your four hundred one k plan. But the reason we talk so much about the four hundred one k plan, the four hundred three b, your different type of company plans, is that what what you're dealing with is this is the best way to build up wealth. Is, is you put away ten percent every single paycheck to retirement and. Uh, and you just put it on autopilot, and then you conservatively invest the money. And over over the life of your uh, of your working life, you'll have enough to retire. It's income based. So if, if as you make more money, you save more money, which means a person that that is not making much money using the program with the putting away ten percent will still have enough money for retirement, even though he didn't make much money. The the, the more interesting thing is really the the, the the higher income people struggle more with this. Now, now some of the the top higher executives they have so many savings plans they're in better shape. But, but for higher end uh, income people, it's a little hard to save because it's hard to put. Away, you have to put away the ten percent. And uh, it, but on the lower end, the, the Social Security takes care of an additional part of your retirement. So, so you, even if you're not making much money, you still want to go with the plan. You want to sign up for your. 401k, your 403b, your 457, different, different. Uh, you know, some of those are government programs, teachers programs, uh, but the, 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 you know, most companies, it's a 401k, sign up for it, put away 10% should be your goal, plus a company match, plus a company match, and the research shows if you do that, you're generally going to have enough for retirement. I don't think in the future you'll be able to depend on Social Security. Is it going to go away? Are they going to stop paying? Are they going to run out of money? No. But are they going to start taxing people in the higher income brackets with Social Security? Might they cap what they get in Social Security? If you're making over a certain amount of money, might you not might not get the, uh, the, the annual raises they put into Social Security? There's going to be all types of little tricks they're going to do that. They're, that re- the retirement age is slowly going out now. Uh, you know, it was 65. Now it's, I think, 63.2. And the older you get, it's going up. So that that's the danger, and this is why it's so important to sit there and work on that and and, and, and do those four hundred one k programs. So, got a lot to talk about on the show today. Uh, the uh, talking some about the the shopping, uh, the retail sales, uh, the you know the markets, uh, what's going on there coming up on the on the year end. It's very inter- a couple interesting things we're we'll be discussing there. Uh, you know where to start. I, I think we really want to sit there and, and take a look uh, at uh, we had big the big Black Friday uh, programs that came on this week and uh, they, they had some a couple things a big story in the Black Friday is here the people are actually showed up 
Here are the people that showed up. There weren't that many people at Macy's in New York. Uh, some of the stores were empty. I, th- I think retail sales are going down to some extent. Uh, they, they, a couple thoughts. They should do better than last year. Last year, they grew at about 2.1%. Keep in mind, last year going to Christmas, the stock market completely fell apart and was down very substantially into year in. And, and, and so we only got 2.1%. Uh, they're looking for this year about 48 uh well anywhere between 4 uh 4 4% to actually 3.8 to 4.2% is is what we're looking at so double the growth this year uh what so far online sales are up about 19% which is pretty good the retail sales at the stores seems to really have fallen off this is something we want to watch to see how the sales are going uh, it, it appears to be spreading out. A lot of retailers did some of their Black Friday stuff ahead of time. So so retail sales, the consumer has been the rock that's held the economy together. If you remember at the beginning of the year, we were going into recession. Wall Street was in a panic. Uh, the economy was going to collapse. And, 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 and what happened with the China trade war was going to slow down manufacturing and we we're going into recession. Well, it didn't happen. The tariffs really haven't affected things. Interesting, they haven't affected retail nearly as much as even the pessimists uh, even the people that are pretty optimistic about the tariffs thought, which is, is fascinating. But but the U- United States consumer has held up the global economy. The old saying used to always be the United States is the engine that pulls the rest of the economy out of, out of a recession or a slowdown. And it's always been the U.S. consumer, which is about 65% of, of, of the U.S. economy, uh, 66. In, you go to some place like China, their economy, it's, it's been over 50% investment, which is just an extraordinary number. I think our number is around 14%, give or take a couple percent. And and so the consumer is holding up, so that's positive. And people are positive. The unemployment rate's about 3.5% near record lows. It ticked up, I think, a one-tenth of a percent from the record lows. Uh, the uh, earnings are uh, people's wages are going up. Uh, they're getting raises. They're actually the job market is so good. Some people are just quitting their job and going to a new job because for the first time they you know they have enough confidence to go out and look for a job to uh, you know for something they would like or for a better job. And I, I, something that's really one reason that the unemployment rate went up is people are becoming unemployed. People are become are getting enough confidence to try to find a job, and they're finding jobs. People are moving up the economic ladder because of this in a tight labor market. Employers are going to take a little more risk with people they maybe might not take risks with, and this is a huge opportunity for the people on the lower uh, end of of the income spectrum, and and it lets them move up, in, which is really exciting. So we're seeing some really neat things. This is what happens when you cut taxes. This is what happens when you deregulate the economy, and you believe in the American working people, and and you encourage factories to come back to the United States, which Donald Trump has done, which is very exciting. So, so. Things are are picking up, so we need to watch these retail sales to see how they come over. One of the things we're seeing a lot of of, of job of of store closings, and you know what's going on. Even though the retail is coming up, two things: we've got a massive shift in to online spending in this country, which is is hurting. Uh, actually, I'll say three things: massive online shift in in spending. Uh, onto the retail sector as as uh, in online because we see online sales up nineteen percent. We're looking maybe three or four percent for retail sales. The other thing that's happening is the United States is overstored in, and not by a small number. If you look at in the United States, there's about seven point three feet of retail space, cubic feet, uh, not cubic, square feet of 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 retail space per capita in the United States of America, 7.3 feet of retail space. In France, it's 1.7. In in Japan, it's 1.7 square feet. In in the UK, it's 1.3 square feet per capita uh, of retail space. So if you look at the United States, in some cases, you know, we're close to, to five times uh, is much retail space in, 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 and so we're just we are in we are just over retail spaced at the same time online is coming on and so this is why you're seeing a lot of of store closures and different things like that. 
the, the other thing that, that I think is happening too, yeah, 5.6 times as much as, as the UK in, in retail space, this is, there's too many stores in the United States. And one of the problems, this is what happens when you, you know, when the Federal Reserve runs two, two lacks of monetary policy for a decade or more, actually two decades, and, and people, you get too much overbuilding and too much retail space. And, and so that's, that, that's, coming in now they're finding other uses for the retail space this is why you see so many malls empty because there's just too many stores the other the other thing that's fascinating is is macy's is is running into some problems and and macy's is a great store they do a heck of a job I, I think one of the trends that retailers completely missed out there is is the cost of 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 clothes has dropped the globalization has allowed the cost of 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 Consumer goods to drop tremendously, particularly in the in in the clothing area. You buy a pair of Levi's for about thirty, thirty five, forty dollars now. Back thirty years ago, I want to say they were like twenty five, thirty dollars, and they say they haven't gone up. Although the the cost of education and the cost of drugs and the cost of a number of other things have doubled, tripled, and quadrupled or more over that time frame. In some cases, materially more. Uh, it, it, and so what's happened is, is they've been able to make things cheaper overseas. They can make things so cheap nowadays that, 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 that people are just buying stuff and throwing it away. And so this is actually opening up an opportunity because people are paying up more for, for high-quality clothing. They're paying up more. You can go buy a pair of American-made Levi's. I mean, they're overpriced, over $100. They should be able to get the price down. But people are paying up more for high-quality items that last a long time. And, and and so and this is good for the environment. One of the problems they're coming into is all this massive amounts of clothes they're making out there is is leading to water shortages in other parts of the world and pollution. Whereas if higher quality stuff and you own your clothes longer, then it's good for the environment. But since clothes are so cheap, if you make a pair of clo- a, a pair of pants or a shirt or something in the United States, maybe it's ten or twenty dollars more. But quite frankly, in the scheme of things, if if you know if you're buying a you know the the, the jeans at at thirty five dollars, uh, if they're American made for fifty five, yeah, a lot of people will get the cheaper ones, but a lot of people will go get the American made jobs uh, jeans, which which creates jobs for american workers and so what's happened is 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 with globalization has cut the products the price of things so cheaply at the same time we supply chains are so efficient uh manufacturing is so efficient that we can now make these things in the united states and, and the cost of of of, of uh, importing has gone up, so we can make them in. And, and this is again, this is why more products are coming back to the United States. And, and and with with the China situation, the China trade war, the tariffs, it's going to allow more products to come back in the United States. In uh, you know now some of these things are going to places like Vietnam or Mexico. And honestly, Ford and Ford's putting a new plant in Mexico. Why would you put a an automobile plant? in a narco state for all practical purposes. I mean, you know, you start reading up about what's going on in Mexico. I mean, they're now moving into the into the uh, fruit business in, in Mexico. They're moving into into farming in Mexico. The, 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 the drug dealers are moving into that. They're moving in all types of man- in other areas, and they're going to start shaking down these manufacturers. I don't know why a company would put their, their plants in Mexico because that thing could disintegrate real quickly down there because the – the drug dealers and the narcotics people, the, the cartels are spinning out of control. It worked pretty well when you had a few top guys in there, El Chapo, running things. But when you've got 100 different you know, drug lords running, they're all trying to get into one business after another, that's going down. So, so again, more products coming back to be made in the United States, more jobs in the United States, more plant and equipment in the United States, more research and development in the United States, which means more raises, lower unemployment, and a better economy, which is what we got. So things are, things are doing well. Having said that, the stock market is is at all time record highs, and so uh, it's extremely expensive. Uh, and and so what you've got to do is you've got to sit. The, we you've got to look kind of over the horizon to what's going to be next in here, and that's going to be more value. And 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 that's where we're starting to see some really interesting things out there, as 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 the big hedge funds are dumping things basically to be for social justice or or es uh, uh, the. the uh, the environment, the social, and the governance issues, and it's op- creating opportunities for value investors out there. So we're going to talk some about that right after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. <laughs> 
If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. If you have a, ca- a question or a comment or a call, uh, you can give us a, a call at 713-339-1070. This is a live show on Saturday. You can also listen anywhere in the world by going to AM1070, The Answer, uh, and uh, hit it, listen live button. Let's uh, take a call from Jim. Hey, Jim. Hi, how are you, Ted? Good, thank you. I just wanted to tell you that uh, I recently retired, and uh, I've been hanging around investing for probably 30 years or so. And I think the best advice that I ever got was save aggressively and invest conservatively. And, boy, it has really stood by me, and I'm retired, and I am well enough, and I just want to say thank you very much. Well, thanks, Jim. I really appreciate that. Yeah, you know, we worked on that at, at the time. I get where that came from was back around, uh, was over 10 years, over a decade, or 2006 or something like that, uh, and uh, there was the savings was at record low rates. We we wanted to do a show on on investment and we thought, what can we do? And we came up with savings, and then we uh, came up with that that uh, uh, kind of our, our our philosophy and tagline. And and so yeah, thank you very much. Well, it's worked for me. Thank you, Ted. Okay, thanks. That was Jim with the great uh, you know point. I appreciate that. Yeah, that is our motto, which is save aggressively, invest conservatively. And, and what we do is we want to help people uh, build up wealth. 713-339-1070, if you have any questions or comments. The, you know, re- retail sales, again, off a little. Now, I'll tell you something interesting. There are uh, there the, some of the big hedge funds and some of the, the big mutual funds also suspect are doing it. They are actually, uh, they have contracted out with some of the uh, companies that get the satellite data. And they are actually looking over. Uh, they were uh, uh, on on Friday morning. They were looking over the parking lots of the big department stores, the big malls, and, and to try to determine using satellite technology to try to determine how much spending is going on out there. Which is something. Is and so they 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 were working to get a jump on that. It looked like the re, the, the retailers were selling off a little bit. The market was off about a hundred and over a hundred points, and and it seems to be. So I I, I it looks like it, the sales are not quite as good, particularly on the. On the uh, the area of of um, of the malls, retail area, uh, and see we're seeing more go on to the internet. And uh, I I think there's still I, 
the thing about a mall or a store is you can look through an enormous amount of stuff to get some ideas and pick something out, whereas it's hard to get something, particularly clothing, to buy over the Internet. You sort of hope you're right in, in picking things up. One of the other big trends out there is uh, some of the – one of the hotter brands out there is Bruno Caselli, which is a, an Italian uh, designer, very expensive, and uh, but and what he does, very high quality clothes. Very, they pay attention tremendous amount to detail, and and also you don't see their label all over. Typically, you don't see their label all over the the item. So they're very expensive clothes, very expensive pants, shirts, sweaters, jackets. It's and and they're 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 kind of ru- somewhat rustic, very well made, but there's no labels. This is one of the hottest. Uh, hottest uh, designers, if not the hottest one in Silicon Valley, because younger people, they, they want real good quality clothes, but they don't want labels all over it telling people what they have. They want something that's simple, really quiet. So it's important for them to know they have a really nice outfit and it looks good, but they don't want to advertise the, the designer. So that's that's kind of a trend that, that's coming out there is is the big the big labels and different things are going away and people want they want to buy quality but they want it at a good price. And that's that's gonna be the big battle going forward. Let's take a call from Oscar. Hey Oscar, how you doing? Hey pretty good Dick. You know, uh there's so many things that are overpriced nowadays. I mean some cars are overpriced, uh houses are overpriced. And my thing is this when, when these mortgages are created, whether for a $50,000 car or a half-a-million-dollar house, that are they're very pricey, and you're creating these mortgages that are going to be very dicey in case of any small downturn. Well, how is that going to be covered as part of the national debt? But you see that as a danger. These mortgages are being created, uh, similar, of course, to 207, 208. Uh, and and, and it's it 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 done like like it's it's no big deal. Well, what do you think of creating these mortgages? Well, look, yeah, I think that's going to be a problem. Here, the the, the the bit of good news with the mortgage is, it's a fixed rate typically, and so and it's a set thing, so it pays out over time. So, so if you've got a thirty-year or fifteen-year mortgage that pays off. I I it, it, I think the people who are going to get hurt in the real estate market is there's a tremendous amount of speculation in housing. People buying two, three, four, five houses, redoing how there's an enormous amount of that. Those people are going to hit a wall. They typically don't have the good quality financing that can hold them through a recession. I think that's the problem. The other problem is going to be commercial real estate, which which we're kind of overbuilding in that sector. I'm not quite as worried about homes. I think homes are overpriced that do to come down to some extent, particularly on the east and west coast. Uh, yeah. Ted, the, uh, the, the one thing on homes, because I've been in the home business for this thing for 20, 30, 40 years myself. I've been there a long time. Yeah. What do you the, think? Uh, on the least, rent, uh, the least rental value of a house, that particular end of it, they're two, three times more on the a, on a, on a rental value of a house. And we're back to the 207, 208 situation. Yeah, that's the real value of a house. It's my expertise that I know about. Okay, okay. So what you're saying, Oscar, is is the actual rental income you get is is only like half of what you need in the house. One third, not even One th- a third. Oh, okay, it's, yeah, it's a third. So using that yardstick that I've always used the last thirty, forty years, I told you it was the last ten, twelve years. That's not getting any better. And and, and that's a, I, I, we used to call that the repo value because that's the real value of a house when a bank takes it over. What's the real value? Because a bank or whoever owns it has to, you know, produce to pay that mortgage, and we're we're about thirty, forty percent of uh, of the real value. So, uh, using the yardstick of the uh, rental lease value, which is a commercial way of using for for real estate, uh, residential, uh, the commercial is the real way to do it, and and the 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 real estate. Uh, it, it doesn't. It, it breaks down when you use that in real estate, in residential real estate. I'm talking about. It completely breaks down. Yeah. No. Look, I think that's the problem out there. I mean, there, there's an awful lot of speculation in the. Re- I think there's probably more speculation in the real estate market than people really realize. For some reason, it's kind of underground to some extent. It was real obvious in the. In in two thousand eight and se- in two thousand and eight and seven, everyone was buying houses. But I think there was a lot of people that just weren't credit worthy were able to get a house since they bought a house and didn't have a chance 
I think where the real speculation I think is is really with speculators just buying houses and like you said and renting them out and th- and then once that once the market starts going down they're not going to be able to rent them out and their finances are going to collapse. I think that's going to be the problem. Uh, it's kind of shocking how much debt people are taking on cars. One of the positives is cars last a lot longer. I you know I've got a, I'm going to be looking for a car here shortly and you know uh, and I. I'm looking at the mileage of my car. It's embarrassing. I mean, I got an enormous amount of miles on my car. I'm not going to say over the radio and because I drive a lot. And, and so these things last a long time. And, and and so that's kind of a positive. The average age of a car out there is about 11 years. So people are getting their usage out of their cars because they, they're, they're much, the quality is much better on these cars. They're holding up. And, and so that's a positive. But, yeah, so I think the problem is going to be a couple things. It's going to be some, some of the automotive market, they're going to tighten up the thing, and that's going to hurt. They're already doing that. And the real estate market really hasn't slowed down yet. I do think it's going to be a problem. I don't think it's going to take it, the, the banks, by the way, or Wall Street, because those guys have cleaned up their operations quite a bit. It's going to be in some of the secondary markets. Have, have, you, have you noticed the bank lobbies, uh, how very few workers there is and how much – useless space there is in these banks you go in there and, and, and instead of 12 cubicles you have might have one cubicle being uh used and there's a lot of, there's a lot of empty space in these banks nowadays with the changing bank situation yeah yeah look, also- i think you're going to see that yeah I, I i i think again that goes back to over retailing i think one of the big trends going the, look the biggest one reason to buy the banks and we own the banks for a while we sold it when they went to the negative interest rates we might try to get back in because we're like hey nobody can make money if the fed goes to negative interest rates on a bank it's going to wreck the financial systems so they backed away but one of the big trends in banking is going to be closing out lobby closing down lobbies Yes, I see that. I see that already, and and uh, and, and there gonna be more mergers. People just uh, they gonna keep on merging. We're gonna have less and less banks the way things are going, and uh, there gonna be very few banks. I think uh, five, ten years from now that we have today. Yeah, so, look, one of the one of the strange thing, unique things about the United States is is we just have an enormous number of banks. You go to most countries, there's like two big banks, and that's it. In the United States, which I think is a positive, we have a lot more competition. Uh, they, look, these big banks have pretty much been told by I don't know who, I don't know if it's the Fed, I don't know if it's 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 the FDIC. I'm I'm not sure who's. Basically, the word has gone out to those really big banks. We don't want to see any more uh, mergers at the, on the top end. They can't. They're sort of. You know, because people patients really ran out with the banks after after the big rescues, and so, so uh, for now, I think with the d- different banks, I think it's a positive having a lot more uh, a lot more competition in the banking sector, and and the people like Capital One are coming in, and other people are coming in, Alley are coming in, different things. So the banking sector is changing tremendously, but you're going to see a lot of of cutbacks and cost cutting in, in in the big banks. Thank you, but thank you, Seth. Thanks. Good, good question, Oscar. Great, you know, great call actually. Uh, so, heard um, <coughs> me. The uh, so <laughs> looking out from here, the uh, you know, th- this is one of the, again. We've got a lot of big trends happening. I, I, you know, th- th- you're going to see kind of a, a, a squeezing down of the bank sector. Uh, th- there's still an enormous. Uh, fees and different things like that. Uh, the whole financial sector, we use TD Ameritrade uh, for our clients at Max Out Savings Advisors, and they, they do a great job for us, and they, they recently cut the uh, the brokerage down to zero, so our clients aren't paying brokerage on, on stocks and ETFs. Uh, they pay no commission, which is fantastic, and, uh, and, and so this is, there's a tremendous amount of uh, of of savings out there, of things going on, changing in the financial sector. We worry to some extent because we want to make sure that that we get good service. I mean, one reason we came to TD is they give us extremely good service, and they've got some of the best technology out there. So we want to make sure they keep they keep investing in that. So we're going to be watching this merger. They're they're now merging with Charles Schwab uh, and TD, uh, which is the the big three have really been Fidelity. Uh, TD Ameritrade and Charles Schwab. And in, in, in those, now you've got TD and Charles Schwab coming together. So we, we'll be watching that. But but just enormous amounts of, 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 of just changing and moving, which has basically been the whole dynamic of the United States economy forever is constant movement and constant change, which is a positive. And we're seeing that in banking. We're seeing, we talked earlier about the retail sector. Uh, I, I think you're seeing an enormous amounts of changes. So, a, a, a couple things out there right now. Um, some of the things 
what we're seeing in this market right now, we're seeing some stocks that are very expensive. A lot of the big mega capitalization stocks are clearly expensive. The money's pouring into the sector, and they're pushing them higher. They're buying back stock. And in the past, you know, several decades in the past, the big mega cap stocks actually traded at a discount because there was – but there's so much money now, they're actually trading in a premium and they're buying back stock and they're become part of the indexes. And once they become part of the indexes, more money, that go, every dollar that goes in the index, a bigger share goes to the bigger amount capitalization of your stock. So your big companies like Apple, your uh, Microsoft, uh, your, uh, the Amazon, Google, those things are pulling in enormous amounts of money. Uh, I think I think that tech is coming into... There's going to be next year. You're going to see all types of rules, regulations, investigations, all over on tech versus privacy versus an, about about privacy, about antitrust, uh, about all types of issues out there, and they're going to have to be. And so these guys are going to run into problems. And, and so, but the money right now is pouring in because they're being mega capped, market cap, and they're the biggest ones. So they're getting the biggest money. In the most recent Max Out Savings report, which is a free report we send out to listeners of the Max Out Savings Show, uh, help you build up wealth for retirement. Uh, it, we we talk about there's actually a little chart in there that shows for the first time uh, since 1999 you have three stocks that are really over 10 percent of 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 the index, in, which is right now. It, back in 1999, it was Cisco, Microsoft, and GE, and right now it's Microsoft. Apple and Amazon account for almost 12% of the S&P 500. So when you buy a, a, a dollar's worth of the index fund of S&P 500, you're putting basically 12 cents in Microsoft, Apple, and Amazon. So they're very expensive. Now, the interesting thing is what we're seeing going into year end is we're seeing a lot of selling, which is getting very interesting tax law selling in the particularly the oil and gas sector. The oil and gas sector right now is they are are basically the most hated sector on the planet. Uh, everybody is has bought into the electric car idea. The 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 big pension funds, uh, endowments, and things. They they they. You've got groups in the United States and particularly Europe going and pressuring these people to to liquidate out their Exxon and Chevron and and Shell and the different companies and and, and anything with with oil and gas, which is just remarkable. So this is going to create opportunities. The sector hasn't done well. Oil's pulled back some, although oil's still up 56, 57, which is pretty good. We're seeing the change in the shale. So you're going to see some really interesting opportunities coming in December in the oil and gas sector. I, that I, I think you want to take a look at. I, I, we're seeing some other stuff out there. We're looking at a big tele, telecom company paying over 5% that's got no debt, and uh, it, it's starting to sell off. We're hopefully going to be buying that in the next week or two. It, 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 in, in, and so, again, more opportunity. This has, has some stuff to do with, with Hong Kong, and, and so we're looking – we're looking in different sectors out there. Uh, it, we're, we're seeing other sectors where there's just opportunity. The farming sector, well, again, people aren't don't want to be in the sector. Again, it's global warming. The, 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 the businesses that are going away in the future are going to be farming, oil and gas. Uh, those are the big ones. Uh, and then food, uh, cattle, and, and which is just completely absurd, but people have bought into this type of stuff. And, and so... I think it's going to create tremendous opportunities. You really have a bifurcated market, and uh, and so this is something we want to watch. So so coming up here, I tell you what, we're coming up here on a quick break. We'll be right back. If you haven't signed up for the the free Max Out Savings Report, go to our website maxoutsavings.com. We actually titled the report as "Boost Your Retirement Income." That comes out once a month. It's completely free. We don't call you. We don't bother you. Just sign up for the free report at maxoutsavings.com. You also, if you want to meet with me, you can request an appointment, and we'll set you up with a free appointment. Just go to maxoutsavings.com. As the train flew out of Boston, this whole world passed him by. He said, I spent a lifetime running. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages.
This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. Retirement is one of the things... That, that we we deal with, which we try to write a lot about in the Max Out Savings Report, is is really the, and I actually saw this story in in Barron's, but is retirement can be tough, a, a psychological adjustment. And this is something we really talked a lot about uh, here on the show. Is but it, you have to make that adjustment to retirement as you're coming up to retirement. Most people's uh, whole uh, psychological identity is basically based on their job. I mean, it used to be more with men, but now you know women. Uh, you know, it, it, it's the same thing with women. They, you know, they, they enjoy their jobs, and 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 even if they complain about their jobs, they like their job. And then when they don't have anything to do, it becomes a much tougher, tougher thing to do. If if you're working five days a week, and and then all of a sudden you have nothing to do, that's a, a tremendous struggle because you you know you what do you do? Well, this is what what I do. I work at you know at the radio station, or I work at Max Out Savings Advisors, or or I work at uh, Exxon Corporation. It, it's kind of the same thing. And, and so, uh, so your identity in many ways is tied up in, in your job. And so, what you want to do is, is kind of plan a little bit for that. Uh, and, and one of the things that that they say is, uh, is you should do is, is, is you want to transition slowly into retirement. This is something we talk to a lot of our clients about. A lot of people coming in uh, to talk to us is, is look, kind of work in slowly. Oftentimes. You know, we've had a number of conversations with people about whether they should retire or not. And then I ask them, I said, well, how many weeks of vacation? Well, I get four weeks or I get three or I get five weeks of vacation. And a lot, do you take them? Well, no, I'm, you know, either saving them up or I like working. And so once you get closer to retirement, take more of your vacations. A couple things will happen if you do that is if you take more vacations, take instead of taking a couple days off, take two weeks off and go somewhere uh, and, and really enjoy it, and a nice trip somewhere, it, it gets you away. What happens is it kind of it gets you into retirement so you feel like what it's like when you're not working and, and, and doing something else. The other thing that's very important is it allows you to work longer because as you get older, you know, it, it, you, what you'll do is you tire out, you get kind of tired of doing things, and, and so you, it, it gives you the ability to recharge your batteries get away for a while. And so rather than having to retire at the end of the year, you maybe can work another uh, another year or two. And we see this particularly with one one spouse wants to retire right now, another spouse wants to continue to work. In, in this case, this is a perfect solution. 
maximize your vacations, even though you you know you, you can save them and get them when you retire. Maximize them now. Take a take a two week vacation. That way, uh, one of the spouses that doesn't want to work, she, they get a break. He or she actually, it's, we've had both. Uh, they, they get they get a break. They can kind of go do things, and then the other spouse, then when they come back, they're still working. It gives them an opportunity. It, it allows them to work longer. So, so if you're thinking of retirement and not sure what to do, make sure you're taking the vacations. It, it lets you adjust towards retirement. It also allows you to work longer. And so, because sometimes people, we, we, they'll come into us and look, I'm just tired of working all the time. And ask you to take a vacation. They're like, well, no, we haven't. You know, it's like, well. So so we have that discussion. So you want to kind of cycle into retirement. Another thing is, is some people, we have some people that will work remotely from home part-time, particularly if they're a pretty valuable employee, but they don't want to work full-time. They can cut a deal where they can work a couple, you know, either increase their vacation time. You can go to your boss and say, look, I really need more vacation time, and or I, I'd like to work from home part-time or something. So you can kind of transition in. These are really good ways because this is the tough thing. People forget you retire at 65. The the, the numbers are there's a good chance, probably, you know, it's it's about a 25% chance that the the husband or the wife are going to live to be about 93 years old. I mean, so you you could, or 95, you could live to 95. You could be looking at 30 more years. And so you've got to understand that. And then you've got to sit there and plan a little for that. Uh, Hobbies are, are a good thing. Where we see bigger problems more than anything is is the the person retires. They're like, what do we do? Well, I'm going to go play golf. So they play golf every day. And after they've played the same course, you know, five days a week for two or three months, they're pretty much bored with it and don't know what to do. And so you have to have a plan to kind of diversify out, pick up a number of different hobbies. I, I was listening to somebody talk about um, – uh, it, the, the Thanksgiving turkey. We we uh, my brother-in-law bought a, a couple Thanksgiving turkeys, but they were live turkeys, and so they were dressed, and and so these were never frozen turkeys. And he went and bought it uh, from an individual, I think up near Waller somewhere. And the person I think had retired from in Houston and moved up there and set up this turkey operation. And so again, you know, he retired. Now he's working in something he kind of a hobby or things he enjoyed. That a lot of people woodworking. A lot of people with all types of different jobs. They, they talk an interesting thing about uh, uh, being a master gardener. Uh, one person, you know, an executive uh, in the biotech industry, retired, and, and, and basically they became a master gardener. And they, they you know, they phenomenal gardens, and you can plan because you're retired. You can, you know, do a lot of work on those things, and but have some type of hobby, some things you need to do. And the other thing is. We, we discussed a lot about this on the show is the importance of maintaining your health, eating right, and exercising. I think exercise is one of the biggest things out there. It is so important to for increase your lifespan, but more than that, it's going to increase your, it'll improve your health, which is going to reduce your medical costs. One of the biggest things for, for retirees is medical uh, costs. Even though Medicare takes care of a lot of it, you still have medical issues and they're expensive. So the the healthier you are, the the better quality of your retirement and the more money you have to spend at retirement. So it's important of to to work out, exercise, and have a plan there and eat well. And this is something that that uh, that that you you can look at. I mean, we I've hired, for instance, a nutritionist and uh, you know to improve things. And you know, and even then, you know, my my diet wasn't the best and stuff. So I've tried to improve even beyond that. Uh, because if I had my way, I'd be eating at McDonald's half the time, and and uh, you know, and you just can't do that. So, so I've made some changes, and you can too. And and so I think this is important. So understand when you retire, this is a different phase of, of your life, and you've got to sit there and work through those type of things, and and you have to have some type of plan to to be ready for it. And so, a couple, if you're not ready for it, you can delay your retirement a little bit. But if if you're tired of work and really need a break. Look at your vacations. Are you taking vacations, enough vacations? We see a lot of this, particularly when people aren't sure if they should retire or if one spouse wants to retire and the other doesn't. If if you're in that situation, then you should be at an absolute minimum taking as much vacation as you possibly can to kind of make that transition to keep both spouses happy. There's a couple things worth retirement. Uh, tell you what, this is the last segment of the show. If you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. We are live. 
Uh, you can also catch our podcast. They they come out on typically Mondays. Just go to the website, AM1070 The Answer uh, or KNTH. Just Google it up and, and go to the podcast section, and we're right there. The other thing we talk about in the Max Out Savings Report, which we just sent out, if you didn't get your copy, send me an email. I'll get you one sent over to you, is uh, is one of the best ways to boost retirement is is to delay your retirement. And, and again, this goes back to some of the things we just talked about earlier. And what I did is I did a chart if you delayed retirement four years. I just took a person with just $500,000 in retirement savings, which isn't much. I wanted to make it as reasonable as possible uh, for a person that was kind of behind the curve a little bit. And, and what we were able to show is after four years, using very, very conservative uh, strategies, uh, you know, we put an additional 20000 a year in savings into your 401k and earned, this is a small amount of money, a 34% increase in in your retirement income. And then we also pointed out in there your Social Security went up as well, and that, that number came up 37%. So just by delaying retirement four years, you could substantially boost your retirement income. So as it comes to retirement, start planning now, start planning ahead uh it's hard once you retire to come back into the workforce, so you want to kind of make sure you're ready to do something. A couple other thoughts here. The uh, Looking out, uh, we talked earlier in the show about, about the retail sales. I wanted to just kind of get back to those. Uh, we'll see how they come out. We're expecting about retail sales growth to double what it was last year. Remember last year, the stock market uh, had a, had a subs- very substantial drop going into year-end. Uh, and it, 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 and that slowed down retail sales. We're only up two percent this year. We're looking for about four percent up in retail sales. Online came in pretty nice at nineteen percent. The one we want to watch is how good are retail sales uh, in, in in the stores, and, and that that's something that we want to see uh, uh, closely uh, watching. Uh, I, I, I don't think they were as good as expected, at least the initial numbers are, but you, you, you never know until you get your, some final numbers. So this is something we see, and this is probably why the market dropped 100-something points uh, on Friday is because we are seeing somewhat of a slowdown in retail sales. Uh, so this this is something, we'll, and this is important because, again, the United States consumer is about, about 65% of, of the U.S. economy, 66, somewhere in there. That that's That's an unusually high number. Uh, as we talked about earlier in the show, in China, uh, the the GDP, the the investment alone in in the GDP number is is over fifty percent. Here, our our retail, our consumers are sixty five, sixty six percent. Our investment uh, in, in the GDP percentage is fourteen, fifteen percent, much lower. And, and so, uh, th- this is this is why it's so important that the consumer is staying strong in here. This is why this is, by the way, this is why all these economists at the beginning of the year that were predicting a recession missed it completely, is because the consumer was so good. And what the, I, if you think about it, it was pretty, it was pretty clear because. It's real hard for the consumer to to give up when unemployment's at three point five percent. They're all kind of working. They're they're you know they're pretty happy. And then we've had some sometimes where we had five percent plus wage growth, uh, and then you have the unemployment tick up some because additional people are coming into the workforce because they're getting optimistic because their friends are getting jobs. So it was real hard to see now. I, I think next year is going to be much more tougher. I think you're going to see a tremendous amount of volatility. Uh, we're coming into this election season, which is going to be, you know, civil war part two in this country. And and you're going to I don't I, I don't I think you're going to see the Republicans or the Democrats and the Republicans. They're going to get try to get tough with corporate America. They're going to get tough, tough with the drug companies. They're going to get tough with the Wall Street because you're not going to gain anything by. People are upset with with those people for for moving f- jobs overseas for basically wrecking the economy in two thousand and eight and and uh, Elizabeth Warren has got a lot of traction trashing Wall Street trashing the drug companies and everything else and so so I I do think you're going to see are we going to go to socialism or not I mean it, this is the, this is the question and and I tell you one of the things and more we're looking at this socialism has come into this country much more we were talking to a an old company here in town we're looking at investing in we're talking to them and they're like well 
Uh, I said, what about over here? And they said, well, our stakeholders, I'm like, whoa, let me stop you right there. As far as we're concerned, we're the shareholders. We own part of the company. This, and It's actually a utility company, an oil and gas company, and we own part of this. We're the owners of this company. We expect you to watch out for us, and we expect you to watch out for the, for, for the employees of the country. But beyond that, you know, your job is not to sit there and, and manage the rest of the world. I mean, you know, that stuff goes over real well on, on in the salons in Manhattan or in Washington, D.C., but but that, that is socialism. The, in the United States, the companies watch out for the shareholders and the employees. They're not responsible for everybody else. In the, now, we, we've got executives running around trying to solve the homeless problem in, in San Francisco and places like that. And you're like, wait a minute, aren't you supposed to be running the company? That's what you're there for. And, and, and the strength of the United States has been corporate America because we hire workers, we build things, we, we research, re, do research R&D. We're, the Europeans, I mean, it's laughable how uh, how non-innovative it, those people are. They have no imagination over there. They, they can't grow. They're doing horribly. In the United States, we're on 5G. We're, oh, the Europeans have done some 5G. We're, we're on artificial intelligence. We're in machine learning. We're doing all types of fabulous things in this country, and it's because we have a capitalist system. So anyway, uh, this is something... Uh, but there's going to be a big battle because they're going to try to convince you that capitalism should be gotten rid of, and that's not good for the market. So elections are going to be very, very volatile coming into the elections. Uh, if they run Ho Chi Minh and the Democratic Party, the press is going to make it sound like he's going to win, even if Trump wins in a landslide. So it's going to be a big battle back and forth. But to, coming up at the end of the show, a couple things. Uh, remember, coming into year in, make sure you're Double-checking your savings plan. Are you up to 10% minimum plus the company match in your 401k plan, your 403b, your 457? Now's the time to make your year-end changes. Uh, we'll see what, what's going to happen after the after the uh, the weekend with retail sales. I think it'll be real interesting. And I think going forward, the question is take advantage of the opportunities you're going to see at year-end in the market, which I think are going to be a lot. And we're going to discuss those in the next couple of shows. By the, in the interim, if you haven't signed up for our, our uh, free Max Out Savings Report, the most recent one is entitled Boost Your Retirement Income. Go to our website. It's maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for it. It's free. Like I said, we're not going to bother. It's a private list. We just send it out once a month. All types of really neat things. This time we talk about the the latest thing is everybody's buying safety deposit box. We talk about Hong Kong. Uh, All types of neat things in the report. It's free. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. If you need help with your retirement, someone to manage your uh, IRA role, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We're value investors, and we do a lot of risk analysis to, to deal with these very volatile markets, which I think we're coming up to an extremely volatile one. So if you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Until then, remember our motto and our philosophy, which is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070, The Answer. 